Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. So now that we've had some time to read and absorb what's in the 24-page indictment charging the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg, with many crimes, I want to focus on just one sentence of that indictment because I think it provides some important foreshadowing about where the prosecutors might be going next in their investigation and prosecution. Let's talk about that because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So yesterday, the Trump Organization and its chief financial officer, Alan Weisselberg, were indicted on 15 criminal charges. And in yesterday's video, I, I tried to do an overview of what's contained in that 24-page indictment. Today, I want to take on two quick topics. One is just one sentence in that indictment. It appears on page 10. And then the other topic uh, I'd like to talk about for just a a few minutes is the diatribe that we heard on the courthouse steps by the defense attorneys after the cuffs had been removed from Alan Weisselberg. He was presented to the judge. He was arraigned on the indictment. He had to surrender his passport and he was released pending the next status hearing in the case. But let's start with page 10 of the indictment. Just one sentence, it appears right on the bottom of page 10 and it reads, in addition to Weisselberg and his family member, two other employees received substantial amounts of compensation in the form of lodging in New York City and the payment of automobile leases. Now, you don't need to be Sherlock Holmes to figure out that these two unnamed Trump Organization employees may have committed the very same crimes that Alan Weisselberg was just indicted for. So it begs the question, who else might be so high up in the Trump Organization? Who else might be so firmly entrenched in Donald Trump's inner circle that they might have enjoyed some of the same criminal perks that Alan Weisselberg enjoyed. You know, that sentence I suggest is something of a roadmap, some important foreshadowing for where the district attorney, where the prosecutors, where the investigation might be headed next. Those two unnamed Trump organization employees. We don't know who it is, but who comes to mind? Don Jr., 
Ivanka, Eric. I suspect we'll know soon enough. So let me turn briefly to just one other topic. Um, after the cuffs were removed from Alan Weisselberg and he was presented to the judge and he was arraigned on the criminal charges and he had to surrender his passport, the defense attorneys stepped to the cameras and the microphones on the courthouse steps and gave sort of an angry rant, a diatribe, you know, singing all the usual tunes like this is a political prosecution. You know, these are not even crimes. They should have been resolved civilly. And then, you know, playing the class warfare card about how the little people in the Trump organization are really going to suffer because the DA decided to charge the Trump organization criminally. And one of these defense attorneys in particular was, you know, ranting and raving. And I wanted to figure out who he was. So I, I looked him up and his name is Alan Futterfoss. I do hope I'm not mispronouncing his last name. And so I wanted to figure out a little bit about this character. Um, so I Googled him as one does. And this headline popped up from the Washington Post. Donald Trump Jr.'s lawyer, he represented Don Jr. previously. Donald Trump Jr.'s lawyer is a Juilliard trained trombonist who plays in a symphony and defends mobsters. So I was intrigued. I read some articles and let me just quote one short paragraph from Wikipedia. Futterfoss has represented clients in a number of high-profile organized crime cases, including New York mafia clients connected to the Colombo, Gambino, and Genovese families. He represented mafia hitman Gregory Scarpa, and he represented Don Jr., and now he's representing the Trump Organization. You know, all the best people. So one of his rants caught my attention, and um, I wanted to talk about it for a minute, and this is what I'll finish up with. Um, he suggested that the prosecutors are going to hurt the little people in the Trump Organization by bringing this prosecution. Those are the people who are really going to suffer. And he said that it's really the good, hardworking people that are behind this company that will bear the brunt of it. And specifically, he said, you know, it's the waiters and the bellmen, the busboys, the people who clean the room and fix the meals, the maintenance people and the people who take care of the grounds, the good, hardworking people that are behind this company. The suggestion is those are the people who are going to suffer. So I guess I would ask this question. The $360,000 of off-the-books money, hidden money, that Alan Weisselberg took for himself and then spent on private school tuition for his family members, and then evaded taxes on $360,000. Did any of that money go to the bus boys and the waiters, the people who fix the food, clean the rooms, the maintenance people, the folks who maintain the grounds? Did they get any of that money? No. Well, how about the $200,000 
of off-the-books money that went to Alan Weisselberg and his wife for luxury Mercedes vehicles. And then they evaded taxes, criminally evaded taxes on that money as well. Did any of that money go to the busboys and the waiters, the folks who fix the food, clean the room, maintain the property? No. So the fact that the Trump organization or its lawyer would, would try to hold up as some kind of a shield the hardworking people who don't see a penny of this stolen money by Alan Weisselberg, that they're the ones that are really getting hurt by the prosecutors bringing charges against Alan Weisselberg and the Trump organization, that's a pretty despicable argument. If anybody hurt those employees, good, hardworking people, then I'm sure they are. It's the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg, not the district attorneys or the grand jury who are trying to hold the Trump Organization and Alan Weisselberg accountable for the crimes that have now been indicted against them. And let me finish with this. The crimes that have been indicted against them, when you read that indictment, these are strong, strong crimes. These are easily provable crimes. For goodness sake, when you read the indictment, even Alan Weisselberg's tax preparer flipped on him, apparently, because the indictment said Alan Weisselberg lied to his own tax preparer, claiming he wasn't a resident of New York City. Why? So he could criminally evade nearly a quarter of a, quarter of a million dollars in New York City taxes. Steal from the New York City taxpayers. These are strong relatively easily provable crimes. And it's a 16-year course of criminal conduct alleged in the indictment that crimes that were committed over 16 years by Alan Weisselberg and the Trump Organization. And for that, they should be held accountable. That will be another step on the road to justice. And justice matters. Folks, as always, please stay safe. Please stay tuned. And I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.